Hello, everybody. I'm so glad you joined me. You are listening to Frequency Check with Dr. Lacey. Hello, everybody. Thank you again for joining Dr. Lacey on Frequency Check. Listen, I've been so happy just joining you all and listening and hearing and your feedback has been wonderful. And I'm so glad of these opportunities that we have to come in and you hear about my thoughts and um, the emails that I've been receiving and the uh, direct messaging. Um, I've been reading all of them and it's just been so encouraging. Thank you again. Please share with somebody the Frequency Check podcast and let me know your thoughts. Continue to keep those emails coming. So yes, I have a very interesting topic for today and it's crazy because I know that most of us don't go around and think about the stuff that I think about, but that's why I'm here (laughs) to share that with you. So, okay, I was sitting one day and I started pondering over and over this saying that my mom used to say all the time, and I've heard it a lot with other people. This is a common saying, one bad apple, one one rotten apple spoils the whole bunch. Have you heard that before? I'm sure you have. Um, in some in some way, you've heard, you know, one one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. One rotten apple spoils the whole bunch. And growing up, and even in my adult life, I really believe that, you know, one bad apple in the bag, you got to keep the bag there, right? And so I've been reflecting on this, and it just didn't sit well with me here lately. And uh, then I started hearing things about, you know, one bad cop. Does that mean does that mean that all police officers are bad, et cetera, et cetera? And so I was like, you know, what if we change how that's said? You know, it kind of reflects doom. It kind of suggests that you get yourself caught up with the wrong person once that you are always contaminated. But what about changing it just a little bit to reflect positivity? So why not find the bad apple or when you find the rotten apple, open the bag (laughs) and throw it away. So why we have to let the apple sit there? Can't we save the rest of the good apples? I mean, picture that. Can we not save the rest of the good apples if we just simply open the bag and get rid of the rotten apple? The rotten apple can only spoil the rest of the bunch when it's allowed to stay around and when it's allowed to influence or when it's allowed to rub off on the rest of the bunch. Duh. (laughs) Sometimes I'm telling you, I don't think we take common sense far enough. Really, it's that simple. If you can get rid of the bad apple early on, as soon as you notice it, then is it possible to save the whole bunch? And so I began to think about that in life. A lot of times we get ourselves caught up in situations or we begin to hang with uh, these people in relationships or friendships and we notice um, patterns. We pick it up. We call it discernment when you think about it in a spiritual sense. And then it's intuition when you think about it in um, just kind of a secular sense. We have these notions that something in the milk ain't white. (laughs) Somebody I love dear says that she'll say, you know, something in the milk ain't white. And the first time I heard that, I was like, what? 
But we have those thoughts that come to our mind when we're in a situation or when we're dealing with someone that just something doesn't stick well in your spirit. Something around the energy of this person. Something is off with the frequency and how this person thinks, right? But what happens is we camouflage and we provide excuses for people as to why they're acting out the way they are. You know, it's something about the childhood. It's some experience that they've had or they've whatever, whatever. Maya Angelou says it like this. Maya Angelou says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. When you begin to see reality for what it is, you should really pay attention to these signs. Because as long as you allow the bad apple to stay in the bag, it most definitely will spoil the whole bunch. But for me, I want to change how we look at that. Can we not take note of the bad apple, discern the bad apple, open the bag and get rid of the bad apple? So at least we can give the rest of the apples a chance. That's right. Your job is to give the rest of the apples, which a lot of the times includes you. You've got to give yourself a chance. So what happens is that we begin to look at our crew or our circumstances or our clique and we have this ride or die mentality. Now, I don't have a problem with loyalty or commitment. I feel like it's kind of thrown away here lately. People are just really about the whole you only live once, um, YOLO, or, you know, it's, a, it's I'm going to get mines. I hear that a lot. I don't even know if I said it correctly, but I'm going to get what's mine. And there is no problem with prioritizing yourself. A lot of times, however, we... We put ourselves in this situation where we proclaim to be ride or die with our crew, ride or die with our sisters, ride or die with our boys. And that really is not always the best way to look at it. If someone or something about something about your crew is rotten, you cannot just be ride or die and be, and have a blind eye to it. And so the reality is what is happening is that we're just fooling ourselves. We, <laughs> we have put ourselves in a situation that we've allowed our own selves to be blind. Not that you're blindsided because when you're blindsided, that means that you were not aware of what's coming um, because it just kind of happened. It was unforeseeable. But when you allow yourself to be fooled, you see exactly what's going on. You have the inclination, the intuition. You actually see the signs and decide that you're going to either one, ignore them or either two, you're not paying attention because you're so distracted. Something about the milk ain't white. <laughs> so we, we see the character flaws. And, and what happens is you experience the dishonesty and you know um, that you have a different standard than what you are seeing, even if it's your occupation or your career and you're in a particular job and you see some unethical things going on and you realize this is not part of my characteristic. This is not what I believe in. But then you decide to be neutral or it's not my business or I have questions, but who am I to judge? Who is me to judge? Is that what the guy said? Who am I to judge what's going on? You should judge what's going on because 
as long as you stay in a bunch where there is a rotten apple, you're going to be influenced negatively. There is no staying in the bunch in a closed surrounding with the, the bag closed and you not be infected. Nah, you got it all wrong. So, so we sit here and we stay around these situations and then we call it loyalty. It is not loyalty. It is self-sabotage. Ooh, yeah, you can say it with me. Self-sabotage. Self-sabotage can come in many ways. Self-sabotage can be personal decisions that you make. Um, and that includes who you choose to surround yourself with. Come on now. You know that there are ethical issues and what you're doing is just setting yourself up for failure. If someone is around you and they have character flaws continuously, I'm not talking about one or two mistakes. I'm not talking about bad decisions. I'm saying consistently you have a question with what they do and why they do it. That is a character flaw. And it can, if you continue to be around that person, then what you are doing is identifying yourself as that person uh-huh, because you draw the same kind of people that you are. And what you're doing is creating situations where you can't get out of. It's self-sabotage. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You see what's going on, but then you choose to ignore it, and then you fall down the same trap. I'm not suggesting that we don't love people because some of the times, some of these people we talking about, some of these rotten apples, rotten apples are family members. <laughs> Just be honest. Really, sometimes the rotten apple uh, is a person that you love dearly. And I do not, I, I'm not an advocate of just throwing people away, away. I really don't. I do believe that you have to protect yourself. Um, but I, I'm not suggesting that you throw folks away and that you don't love someone. That's not what I'm suggesting. I believe that you're supposed to genuinely care about people. And because we um, are, are humanity, we have to have that type of relationship one with another. Um, and some of the people, like I said, are family members. But I don't think that you should just keep people around for the sake of keeping them around if it's going to get you into a bad situation. If the spoiled apple happened to be your family member, then okay, so take the apple out of the bag. You don't have to throw it away, but you got to get rid of it. <laughs> you got to get it out and from among you, right? So this, the, the Bible says it like this. The Bible says, you know, come out from among them and be ye separated. Get out of the bunch. It's okay. You can walk away sometimes. And sometimes it just means walking away until you are strengthened, walking away until you're able to deal with the environment. Because if you're not strong enough, you certainly will be influenced. And whatever's going on with that apple is going to rub off on you as well. I don't know who your apple is, but it's time for you to evaluate who you're around and what you're surrounding yourself with, because you might be in um, a bag with a rotten apple that's rubbing off on everything around it. So anyway, <laughs> if you remove a bad apple, it might have a bruise on it, but as long as you remove the bad apple, you can sustain the freshness of the healthy apple longer. But I brought this pack of pears just a few days ago. And to listen to my surprise, 
if it if there were um let's say there were like 10 or 12 pairs in the bag six of them were rotten <laughs> and i started laughing because i have this whole theory about well just remove the bad rotten apple now from where i live the bj's is too far for me to just jump back in the car and go um, and so I was actually frustrated. I was aggravated because I was thinking to myself, I've already got a theory about this that I'm going to do on my podcast. And here I have half of a bag that has, you know, that's spoiled. And, and, but then, then I, I really heard a voice. <laughs> I heard God say, Alicia, take a second look. And when I began to look, I only saw bruises where I thought the pears were bad. And what I did was I said, I can save these pears. And so I did surgery on the pears and I decided that instead of keeping them whole, like I usually keep them, I will cut them in pieces and rid the bad pieces. So the whole pear would not go to waste. Did y'all hear what I said? I blessed my own self with that one. You got to check the frequency of the information because in the past, the information was throw it all away, which means that I couldn't consume the apple or the pear at all because the idea is the entire apple is wasted. But no, just a few days ago, I was able to just cut the app, the pears in small pieces and put them into a container that preserve it. And I've been eating off those pears since. You don't have to destroy the whole bunch. You just have to get rid of the rotten apple. Matter of fact, even if you were negatively influenced by somebody in your life that is rotten, that's no good. That's, I mean, listen, it's a whole bunch of fraudulent people around here. I'm telling you, <laughs> there are so many con artists. I just feel like I want to tell everybody, turn your intuition up because you got to save yourself, save yourself. Tell it for the people in the back, save yourself. You can't save a rotten apple. Not really. You can preserve it some. Once an apple has been exposed to that which is rotten, you can save it. What you have to do is you have to be able to separate the spoiled and the contaminated from the healthy. And that's a problem that I believe that we have in this world today. We are not in shape enough to be able to separate good from evil. There are so many blurred lines that we find ourselves pretty much confused as to do we go left or do we go right? And then we say things like, well, I don't know what to do. So we start making things up. And so the blurred lines cause us to not really understand that a separation need to happen. Number one, the higher being God is not the author of confusion. Therefore, it is my belief that wherever you have confusion, there is a demonic force, an evil presence that is operating underneath because God don't do confusion. You know, I just, you know, nah, nah, that's not his thing. God don't do confusion. And so if confusion is present. It's already, in my opinion, you already know that something ain't right. The next thing is, you know, God does not give us a spirit of fear. We don't have to be afraid of making decisions. You have to be able to discern right from wrong. And at the moment you begin to um, compromise the difference between right and wrong, 
then you start putting yourself in a very dangerous zone, dangerous zone. There are no gray areas, people. Stop trying to give yourself leeway. There are no gray areas. And when you begin to see someone's lifestyle that doesn't line up with what they're saying, or you at this job and they're asking you to do unethical things, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> Get up out of there. Take yourself out of the bunch. Don't be up in there for real. I'm telling you, you can build the bunch into a strong army, a strong allyship. We need allyships. We need people that will um, partner with you and collaborate with you and do life with you. Um, you need a bunch. <laughs> you do. But if you allow one or two rotten apples in the bunch, you know, <laughs> the Bible says this, you know, the blind, uh, how can the blind lead the blind? They all fall into the ditch. I mean, you can't let one rotten apple or two rotten apples or even three rotten apples spoil the whole barrel because you decide to follow the rotten apple? Nah, I'm not trying to do that. Like you walking around here, you limping and you can't see out, you blind in one eye and can't see out the other one and you want me to follow you? I don't care if you're the CEO and you started the company. I want to see the fruits of your label and by the look of it, you bruised, baby. Matter of fact, you passed bruised. You are rotten. Somebody say rotten. Your silence is not helpful. Silence um, to their bad ways is really consent. And I'm talking, I'm using the analogy of the apple, but I'm talking about your experiences with people groups, your experiences with family, your experiences in relationships that may be abusive and you continue to camouflage and continue to grant excuses and um, give passes, you can't be silent on it. That means you're consenting to it. I I'm here to say that in the court of law, you cannot shake your head to respond. You must speak. If you are a witness and they've called you on the stand and they ask you a question and your answer is yes, and you nod your head in the motion for yes, that is unacceptable. You must speak your answers concisely and clearly so that it can go on record. That is so good. You have to say something. Your silence is simply unacceptable when you see rottenness around you. Call it out. Call them out. And sometimes people just need a reality check. You have to speak about your stance, the way you want to do life, what you believe. If you don't agree with something, you can't just, just brush over it because it's going to come back up. You just can't say, you know, like nothing. Nah, that's not the way of life. If that's what you're doing, then you have a frequency issue and you really need to get it in check. The rottenness there, what are you saying? I'm saying when you are able to discern or you have intuition or you've seen or have experienced something that's wrong, people are going to give you excuses. Listen, I'm not saying that when you do something wrong and you come back and you acknowledge the wrong and you apologize or whatever and you change your ways. A lot of people want to apologize and want to just, you know, sweep it under the rug, but they don't change their ways. So that's, is that a really an apology? Because you know, when you apologize, it's in a sense kind of a repentance, which means to turn away from it, to correct it. So when you continue in the same way or continue to doing the same thing, 
then it really is not sincere, right? And so let's say you're part of the bunch and you see these actions and you know this pattern of doing things wrong and you've had to take time in your mind to find a reason to stay around the bunch. Now, mind you, your girl beside you or your guy that you hang around, hang out with may not recognize that this rotten apple is around rubbing on people and just contaminated a whole bunch. And you decide, well, you know, they don't see it, so I'm not going to say anything about it. Um, that silence is dangerous. It is a dangerous place to not be able to speak up. And it becomes your responsibility to say something about it. I'm not saying judge people, but you've got to be able to vocalize your concern so that you can save the whole. So the gist of what I'm saying is, listen, one bad apple can spoil a whole bunch, but one bad apple does not have to spoil the whole bunch. When you see something or someone or a situation that isn't right, speak up. You have to check your frequency. Whatever you're around will influence you. Please believe that. It may not be that you're participating in it, but you are in the environment you're soaking up the energy, you're hearing what's going on. And if you don't say anything about it or change your perspective and your positioning, one day you will begin to respond to it simply because you're in the environment. No, one bad apple, one bad preacher, one bad cop doesn't depict all of these factors, all the people in these particular areas. But what it does is create distrust. It changes the reputation. It changes what we think and know about it because of what they decide to do. So yes, you can choose what you want to be a part of. You cannot sit back and just say, well, I'm not doing it. You have to speak up and remove that thing from your life or that person or ask God for a different job, whichever situation it is, you have the power. Check your frequency. Check the people around you. <laughs> That's hard because you have to stop playing like you don't know what it is and what it's not and really be serious and take an inventory. I know you can do it. I have done it before, and I don't, I'm not talking about kicking people away, but certainly you can decide what you want to influence your life. Listen, one step at a time, but at this point, you can choose to remove all the bad apples from your life until you are strengthened. The Bible says it like this, when you are strengthened, you can go and you can help your brothers and your sisters. But when you're sitting there and y'all are all on the same playing field, baby, you're not going to influence them. <laughs> not when the whole bunch is the situation. You've got to get yourself in, in a place where you are strengthened before you can go and help them. But you definitely don't have to stay in the bag with the rest of the bunch. Speak up and remove the rotten apple. Y'all have a blessed day. I'll see you next time. God bless you. Listen, don't worry about it. We're going to do this together. You have been listening to Frequency Check with Dr. Lacey, where we discuss what are you listening to? What are you absorbing? What has your attention? And what is influencing you? Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you will not miss one of our episodes. If you like what you hear, make sure to share with somebody. And don't forget to check the frequency before you accept it. Until next time.